0: Welcome to sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Monday, October 3rd, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Quite a night for the Kansas City Chiefs, I'd say. They went to Tampa Bay, the team that owned the NFL's top-scoring defense, and rolled to a 41-31 victory. Can an offensive line be the star of the game? On a night when Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey reached milestone achievements and LeJaria Sneed came up with the biggest defensive play, the offensive line had its best game of the season, paving the way for 189 rushing yards. There was plenty to discuss after the game, and so we did with beat writers Herbie Teopi and Jesse Newell, along with columnists Vahe Gregorian and Sam McDowell. Let's get started. Good morning from Kansas City and good morning from Tampa, Florida, where um, Jesse Newell, Herbie Teope, and Sam McDowell have joined us to discuss the Chiefs on Sports Beat Live. This is the show where we talk Kansas City Chiefs. And, and as daybreak approaches on the Florida Gulf Coast, uh, I wanted to catch up with these guys about the 41-31 Chiefs victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Heck of a win! Uh, Let's get right into it, guys, and talk about. um, I want to talk about the lead up into this game before the game because I I listened to the post game press conferences and wanted to know exactly what role motivation played in this game. Whether it was uh, last week's Colts game, the the talk from Shaq Barrett uh, about the Chiefs' offensive line. Or, you know, even going back two years ago to the Super Bowl, what, uh, if anything, did, uh, did did the Chiefs carry with them in terms of a motivational energy I- into this game? And, and did it play a factor? Sam, we'll, we'll start with you.
1: Can you hear me, Brian? is like a... Uh... There's like a fake concert going on back here at one in the morning Tampa time. I think we're past curfew. Um, um,
2: To answer your question,
1: I I think, okay, yeah, well, the music stopped for, what, 10 seconds, Jesse, we think? I don't know. If you see Jesse and I look back, we don't know what's going on behind us. Um, I think the answer is a a lot of motivation and in different facets. Um, You know, the Shaq Barrett comments Obviously, I mean, talking through the guys in the locker room after the game, and you know, you kind of hear some stuff that they didn't want to spill out before the game. And, you know, I I noticed a moment after the game when Andy Reid went over and shook hands with Patrick Mahomes with six people, Patrick Mahomes and all five starting linemen. And I thought they were the key to the game tonight, even though Mahomes was sacked three times. I just thought they set the tone in the first uh, quarter. And that speaks to your question, Blair. I mean, they had more motivation than anybody. Um, But Patrick Mahomes answered a a really interesting answer to to Vahe's question. I know he's going to join the show later, but um, he asked him if the Super Bowl played a factor. And he basically answered that he didn't anticipate that it would, but he walked in the stadium and said, man, I want to win here. Uh, We heard Clyde Edwards-Hilaire say that uh, the locker room uh, was blurry last time he was in there because he was so damn teary-eyed. Listened to the same uh, music he did last time um so yeah I I definitely think that as much as these guys tried to put that off to the side during the week we heard tonight being here in Tampa that you know it it trickled throughout the locker room all week
0: what do you think Herbie you were there for this actually you weren't there for the Super Bowl as I recall but uh you you helped cover the game and um these guys especially offensive linemen they 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 never say much and for whatever reason, this Chief's offensive line's a little you know bland when you talk to them, Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, um they're just Trey Smith. They don't they don't bring a lot of colorful responses to uh to, to questions, but I thought they made a pretty loud statement tonight.
3: Yeah, you're absolutely right. That whoa, now I'm echoing. There we go. Yeah, I, I think if anything, their actions spoke louder than any words they could have said. And you're right, you know the they're not ones who are very colorful when you talk to them. They, they, they always answer with a lot of cliches. But what you saw up there tonight was a pure, old-fashioned ass whooping. Okay? When the offense puts up 417 total yards, 189 of that coming on the ground, you know that, that's the front five imposing their will on what was a top five defense. Okay, The Buccaneers entered this game allowing the league best nine points per game. How many points did the Chiefs put up 41? Expect that average to skyrocket, and a lot of that is because, you know, football games are won in the trenches, and we know that from the Super Bowl matchup. You know, that was one of the biggest storylines. This game's going to be won in the trenches. The Chiefs' offensive line flipped the script this time around. They dominated, and that's the reason why the Chiefs came out and, and just completely ran roughshod over the Buccaneers' defense. Jesse, you're
1: a numbers can guy. We, well, I was just going to say, can we address the, the, the comment about the, um, the losing the steam in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Like this is a really good Tampa Bay defense. And if the chiefs went three out of four quarters, the way they won three out of four quarters, like you will take that. I, I mean, Harvey just said it nine points a game in three weeks. And the chiefs just did that to him. And yeah, Mahomes got careless with the pass in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was not a perfect four quarters, but my God, they put up forty-one points tonight. I mean, they the offense had its best game I think of the season tonight.
0: Yeah, easily. I mean, look, the first eight possessions, not counting the you know the, the kneel down at, at the end of the first half, the Chiefs go five touchdowns, two field goals, and they might have scored on that eighth possession except Clyde edwards alaire dropped the pass or hit him in the helmet or whatever it was on a on a really sound fourth down. Play call, I thought. So, uh, but Jesse, or yeah, Jesse, I wanted to throw this number at you. I re- I saw this after the game, and I haven't had a chance to verify it. But uh, since we're talking about it and not writing about it, I'm going to put it out there. Um, 18 first down plays, uh, rushing plays for the Chiefs at, uh, average, or I'm sorry, on first down plays they had 18 rushes and averaged 5.7 yards on those plays. That's a pretty impressive number.
4: Yeah, it goes back into what we've been talking about with the O-line and how this team was just a completely different team than a week ago when it looked like, okay, Orlando Brown is battling a knee injury. He doesn't look like himself. Trey Smith is battling an ankle ankle injury. He doesn't look like himself. And they were, again, the Maulers today. And I don't also want to overlook, I think, probably part of – I'm just not so much into, like, the motivation, not motivation thing most times. Like – you know, I, we hear a lot about trap games. And I'm just I'm, – I don't, I don't think in those terms usually. I'm like, they're, they're professionals. They're trying to win. They try to win every game. But, you know, you see a game like this compared to a game like last week, and it does make you wonder. I mean, the Chiefs have this playbook they opened up today. Their running game was great with their offensive line to start with. Andy Reid went back to a lot more under center runs, which is not something we've seen from them. A lot of the pulling, the uh, guard and the, the tackle that they do, sometimes the center as well. Downhill power running game. They did not attach RPOs to those as much. So those linemen could get downfield, be the maulers that they wanted to be. And then we saw a bunch of the quick passing game from Patrick Mahomes. You know, they he, he was kind of last week, didn't really trust his protection. So he was scrambling all around, trying to make plays out of structure. And it didn't go well so well for the Chiefs. Today, back foot throw, back foot throw. His average depth of target was not very long, but it was just efficient. He was finding Kelsey, he was finding Juju Smith Schuster. And then when they had their big shots, it was the fake the quick one and go down the field as he did to uh, MVS a couple of times. So, uh, I mean, this was a master class from a lot of different areas, but uh, we can't overlook that Andy Reid had a great week. Now, he probably had two bad weeks before this one, if we're being completely honest. Uh, I know that one against the Chargers was a short week, but, uh, you know, I see a lot of these comments like, oh, a win is a win, and they maybe stalled in the fourth quarter. Guys, this sort of performance, I mean, they can beat anybody. Like, like if you come into this building and beat the Bucks like this, you're – I mean – I know most people thought they were Super Bowl contender coming in anyway, but this is a Super Bowl contending, Super Bowl winning type of performance today, and these Chiefs are as good as anybody out there. So, uh, you know, the Bills have kind of been up and down now the last couple of weeks. I know they pulled out uh, their victory today, but uh, this Chiefs team, how they played tonight against the Bills on a neutral,
1: that'd be a really damn good game. Yeah, if, you, if you're one of these uh, people that think that Andy Reid holds stuff back in games and maybe tries to get by a game without using all of his stuff, like, last week and tonight are going to be the two games you point to toward uh, as your evidence, because we didn't see a lot of the third down stuff that we saw or we, we didn't see a lot of the third down stuff. We saw tonight a week ago in Indianapolis, you know, they converted 11 of their initial 13, 13, third down attempts. The last two weeks combined, they were seven out of 22. That was a staple of their offense under Patrick Mahomes for the last three or four years. And it returned tonight. And it wasn't, I mean, it was atypical. You know, we we saw them pull the option back out. Like, that returned to the playbook. And Jesse thinks he caught that that might have been an audible at the line of scrimmage. It may have been just shifting it to the other side or it may have have been calling an entire new play. But, I mean, that was a play that I didn't know that we'd see again. He got hurt on that play against Cleveland, you know, a couple years ago um, in the playoffs. So I, I think Jesse was right when he said, As as much as we're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes' revenge game and, you know, I mean, the offensive line's revenge game, I think you can talk about the running backs, but Andy Reid got his butt whooped by Todd Bowles last time he faced him, and he just outclassed him and out-schemed him tonight.
0: We've seen that happen uh, over the – the the time that Andy Reid's been in Kansas City, veteran coach going up against someone who uh, is not so veteran. Bowles has been a head coach, but, uh, but, but, you know, hasn't, hasn't had many years at that, with that experience. And um, so that's, that's not uncommon that that 11th first down at 11 out of of 13, that 11th one was that great catch by Kelsey over the middle where he was sliding on, on a, just, just a really nice play. There are a lot of, Really nice plays. And I know Vahe is going to join us a little bit. I hope he's writing about Mahomes because we'll, we'll talk about that with him. But um, two things that I thought were pretty critical to the, the, the setting the trend for this game, and one was the very first moment of the game. and We, we saw what happened in Indianapolis last week when the first return uh, um, opportunity was a muff punt that the, uh, the sky more dropped and the Colts turned into a short-field touchdown. Well, today it was even sooner, right? Opening kickoff, and uh, Chris Lamons, am I pronouncing that right, Herbie? Lamons, 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 spelled Lam- Lamons, pronounced Lamons,
3: uh, forces the fumble. Who who was it who picked it up, Herbie? I, I think he went to the 20th-ranked school in the country right now, Kansas State, <laughs> Elijah Lee. <laughs>
4: Right. Well, I know I know he didn't go to the seventeenth Lake school. That's all I know.
1: <laughs> um, he's actually he's actually from. I'm gonna I'm gonna one up everybody. He actually is from the Blue Springs area. Let's 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 keep that in mind too.
0: There we go. Vahe has joined us. Um, so look, it was a, a very nice piece of fortune uh, for the Chiefs. And so, less than a minute into the game, after kicking off, they're up seven to nothing. And we just talked about the motivation factor and the. Um, and, and how many things went right for the Chiefs? I got to think that that played into confidence and just feeling just feeling really good about yourself. Go getting that kind of break and or creating that kind of break and taking advantage. And then the other the other play I wanted to mention uh, before we get too far into Mahomes and Kelsey and everybody else was the Jerryus Snead. And I don't I don't know if uh, did Sneed, I didn't know if Snead came to the podium or what he might have said about that play, but um, but, you know, I don't think the defense had a, you know, I thought they were very good. I would call it, you know, it wasn't like that stretch last year when they were holding the, you know, the Cowboys to nine points and the Packers to seven, that sort of thing. But gosh, uh, that play was the biggest defensive play of the game. And if there was a play of the game, a, a turning point-ish sort of play, I thought it was that one. Um, anybody agree with that?
1: Absolutely, and I think Jesse is is writing about oh, it. Okay. So I'll let him take it off, take it over. But I, I thought it was the biggest play in the game after the after the Clyde edwards hilaire drop. Like that was a moment where you thought, if the Bucks are going to get back in the game, now's the time. And then, like I said, I'll let Jesse take over the the intricacies of that play.
4: Yeah, and real quick, Blair, you talk about the the special teams plays to start. I mean, by expected points, Sky Moore's play handed the Colts six and a half points. Uh, this play, I think it was uh, Rashad. Uh, I'm forgetting his last name. Uh, the kid from the Kansas City area. He handed the Chiefs six points. It was six. the biggest plays. Of the last two games were fumbles on special teams plays, which is crazy. You know, the studies out there show us that actually special teams aren't a third of the game. They're more like a ninth of the game. Well, that ninth of the game made a huge impact on the last two. Uh, Contests for the Chiefs, one good and one bad. But uh, no, Stine, I know LeJerry Steen, I pointed this out on Twitter and the video. If you go back to watch the very beginning, it's really interesting what LeJerry Stine does. Like he's kind of in the slot corner, he's like grabbing his helmet, like he's maybe, I don't know, it's not fitting him right. And then he kind of adjusts his gloves and he backs up a little bit. And then like two seconds later, he takes off towards Tom Brady and kind of gets down when he does it. Uh, so some really clever. Uh, footwork on the blitz, some really clever, trying to deke a hall of fame quarterback, you know, most considered the greatest of all time. And he did it. He did it. He was able to 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 outgrade the goat, if you will, uh, on that particular play. So uh, really interesting stuff. And again, that goes into film study, but also technique and working to get better at your craft and luxurious has become a weapon for them uh, out there being able to blitz and come up with those game changing plays. You talked about Blair, uh, he had the one against the Colts. He obviously had this one against the bucks and, uh, outside of Chris Jones, I think he's on his own stratosphere when it comes to Chiefs players defensively and kind of their impact. Would he be their second-best defensive player? I'd probably argue for it so far this season.
2: Blair, I, think, I just you, wanted, oh, I go he's ahead. he's
0: leading the team in sacks, but go ahead, Vine.
2: No, I was just going to chime in with uh, what, what was pretty interesting about everything Jesse just said. He was observing and stating in real time in the press box um, it, it it's just a uh, – a really great reminder of of what the discerning eye can see and tip of the cap to jesse for for you know his uh alertness to that and just to go back uh briefly too to the to the the special teams plays being so huge not only were they pivotal they were pivotal in the first series of the game i was i mean each time and jesse also pointed this out but literally the first play of the game after that horrendous special teams effort last week is just the opposite. And that, that's some juice that is, uh, it's hard to quantify, but that, that's, that's pretty big, especially when you're, you know, next series, you're driving 79 yards.
4: Today was anti-juice because this whole place was ready to go crazy. It was Sunday night football, Tom Brady versus Mahomes. And you get the opening kickoff and then you fumble it and lose the ball. And here's our concert, everybody. Can Everybody <laughs> hear this? Uh, but you, you lose, I mean, Everybody out here is Jack. They're ready for the game. And all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, you don't get the football. And oh, two plays later, Mahomes scores. Oh, you're down 7 nothing, And yeah, the air was going out of the balloon before this thing really even started.
0: Okay, let's take a break here. We'll be back in a moment talking Chiefs Bucks on Sportsbeat KC. Another
1: day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey,
0: this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There's Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the E-Edition. Go to kansascity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. We're back on Sports KC talking about the Chiefs and their 41-31 victory over the Tampa Bay Bucks on Sunday night with Jesse Newell, Herbie Teopi, Vahe Gregorian, and Sam McDowell. So Herbie Chaz asks, with that O-line, why is it um, so difficult to you know, basically to get a yard or two at the goal line? It's always hard to get a yard or two at the goal line. But it, but if, for the Chiefs over the Andy Reid era, it's at least over the, in the Patrick Mahomes era, it's been it's been a bit of a struggle. That's why we see so much trickeration down there. And we saw it again tonight with uh, a play that didn't, you know, that, that didn't get in the end zone. That was the first time I'd seen Jarek McKinnon take the underhand pass uh, at the goal line. But the one that did, I thought was a pretty, pretty neat trick. Uh, if you want to call it that the Noah Gray touchdown. Um, uh, so, Listen, it's it's kind of by any means necessary, isn't it? When you're in the goal line, you've got to, especially against a defense like Tampa Bay's,
3: especially because you don't have a lot of space to operate and everything is confined in there. But you're right, this is something that has uh, been with Andy Reid not just here in Kansas City. You got to go all the way back to his time in Philadelphia. You know, we all know Andy Reid. There are two things that he's always going to get criticized for. One. His time management, and it's not just in Kansas City. This is a carryover from Philadelphia, as well as his inability to, con- to consistently uh, commit to running the football. And that that's something that has been with him throughout his head coaching career. You know, But today they found ways to score. You're right. They, they do utilize a lot of trickeration, the trick plays, the underhand uh, tosses from Patrick Mahomes, but it works. Going to Noah Gray's play, that was Blake Bell's play. You know, and you heard them talk about post game press conference uh, with Patrick Mahomes. You know, Gray was saying, "Hey, I used to do this at Duke, so let me try it here." They went back and watched the tape, and sure enough, he did do it. So they allowed him to do it here, and it was short enough, and he was able to bull his way into the end zone.
0: Yeah, got, got a linebacker out of position in the process. So um, I don't not going to say he scored easily, but it was there was a no it was a no doubt touchdown for for Noah Gray. Uh, that was it. Was kind of fun to see. So, uh, all right, we, we've gotten this far really without talking about Patrick Mahomes and his game. Uh, a milestone in one sense, he surpassed the the um, uh, twenty thousand uh, yards career yards passing. Uh, the youngest player to do that. Did I read the graphic right? Youngest player to in, in the fewest amount of games, I should say. Uh, Correct. Fa- one,
3: fastest 20- to, fastest to do it in less than seventy one games.
0: Okay. Uh, and then, uh, uh, well, I, I just think the, 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 the touchdown will be one of the, I don't know, top five Mahomes to this date, one of his top five touchdown passes to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, not just because of what happened when he got to the two, but how he got to the two, uh, what he had to do to escape and spin and uh, just a, a remarkable play. What Vahe, what did, what did Patrick say about j- just that play in particular?
2: Yeah, it was funny, Blair, because I, I, I asked him specifically about that play. And and you know, we all know this, right? He's particularly insightful and brilliant on these sorts of things, like seeing it through his lens. You almost feel like you're getting a little GoPro on his helmet when he when he describes it. But what was funny about this was he was talking about he left out he left out the bisque, he left out the most important part, <laughs> left out the best part. He uh he talked it through and, and talked about, you know flicking it to Clyde, but he, he left out the spin. So I interjected, uh, and, and said, well, what about the spin? And he had been thinking about running until he made the spin and he decided apparently in mid spin that now he needed to pass again because he wasn't going to have the momentum to run. So in the time, in the time he's processing all this, I mean, you know, we've taken 25 more times talking about it right now than it took him to process this and 74 other things going on. And it, it will never cease to amaze me about, uh, about the kind of magic box in his head. And, and i look, there's, there's, there's moments where he's, it turns out he's not perfect. Right. But it, there's moments where you wonder what he was thinking, but nearly always, if you could sit there and talk to him about every play of every game, you would understand it. You would, you, you, he would take you through it. And, uh, Um, and, you know, really thank goodness for Chiefs fans. We, we can't fathom all that he can do. It's just, it's just a never ending, uh, phenomenon.
0: I like that thought. It's almost like a, like a really good golfer who, who can, you know, relay every, every single shot of his, of his day. Um, and I I think you're right about Patrick Mahomes. If you just sat down with him on film, every single play he'd have, you know, there's a story for every one of them, for every single one of them. And, You know, there were a couple today that were, uh, in in addition to the touchdown earlier in the game, the uh, it was it was one of his third down completions. I think this was to Juju Smith Schuster, where he was he was about to be sacked, spun around, and just floated uh, flipped the pass out there, and uh, that was I I thought that was, you know, typical Mahomes, which is amazing for anybody else.
2: It's funny, Blair. we would be totally focusing on that or we would talk about that more, if not for other things that eclipsed it. Right. I mean, but that was pretty special. It was, a, it was, a, I think that was on the, uh, the, the, the second drive of the game. Was that the one that made it 14 to three? It set up that drive to keep going third and one third and short. Um, and, you know, he was pretty much in the grasp. and look, There's there's something I think it's also interesting about Patrick that I think all of us have become acutely aware of and many chiefs followers are, you know, those who are, you know, I don't know if you call them as detractors, but there's people out there that seem to think that, you know, he's just making it up and he does improvise for sure, but he is seldom reckless. Now, he, he was a little careless on that interception. I, I don't know what was going on there. It was later in the game, and, and it had been interesting to talk to him about that. But, but that play, um, you, don't, you don't see him give the ball away in those sorts of situations very often at all, right? Those, and those don't look high percentage. But, again, he has a sense of where he is and a sense of the context around him that is, you know, not anything we can relate to.
0: Right. So I, I don't know how you guys denote, uh, special plays on your, in your notes. I always put a, as I'm doing play by play, I just put an exclamation point at the end of the play. And so the first one I had today was that it was third and one at the 42 and, um, and it was uh, 15 to nine exclamation point, four yards. So, um, uh, uh i got a lot of exclamation points on my notes by the way um including a, cu- a, t- a couple more on that series that was a series that also included the option run um another uh, third down play so it was uh, just a you know on a night where his quarterback ratings not going to be one of his better ones it was under a 100 um jesse but i get what's your thought on the quarterback rating stat i mean does it do you think it accurately reflects a uh, you know a quarterback's game and effectiveness?
4: no i mean there's there's sets that are better i mean what's really tough about quarterback play i think to analyze it is that you can kind of get in all these different areas you know what i mean and so if one has a lower grade for the quarterback that you cheer for and he's more of a runner well you say that one's garbage when really it's like okay no this one kind of is more what he does throwing football like the pro football focus metric is usually more throwing um kind of the the throws and what's expected and so if if Patrick Mahomes has a really good talent base out around him and he makes some really good reads, but very standard throws. He's going to be ranked lower in that one. Um, ESPN has one, you know, the QBR where it's just all stats. And I think that one's better than Q, you know, that's, that one's better than QB rating. But again, I mean, that one's just, you can't tell on some of these things, exactly the context that goes into it and some of the nuance kind of like this two yard pass that we're talking about looks a lot different to our eyes, than it does, you know, the the raw stats when you open up a, a spreadsheet. So I think we're all trying to get better information. All these it, all these stats are, uh, you know, well researched and well done. But um, you know, QB rank kind of one of those old ones for, that's been grandfathered in, and not horrible. It was better at the time than what we had previously, but there's better ones out there. None of them are perfect, and I think you try to take a little piece of all of them and try to come up together with what you think um, You know, all these complete quarterbacks are. All I know really is that uh, this particular game shows it again. I mean, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, and he's one of the elites, and you've seen other teams when they don't have an elite quarterback how much everybody else has to contribute and kind of make that better, and that's not where the Chiefs are at because obviously they have a guy in there that uh, can do everything, and, you know, it's funny because – we hear the criticism of backyard football or whatever the case may be. Um, That's a nightmare for defensive coordinators because he can make plays in structure. He can make plays in the pocket, but you can defend him perfectly and do exactly what you want to do. And he still makes that two yard touchdown pass. That has to give guys, keep them up at night when you're trying to defend this team, because you have done your job. You have schemed them. Well, you have got him out of the pocket. You have kept him from the goal line. And then he spins around in a pirouette and lost the ball to the back of the end zone and does something you've never seen before. I mean, that, that you, you can call it a criticism. It's not a criticism. That is Patrick Mahomes at his absolute best because he is turning literally nothing into something. And that's something that basically no other quarterback in the history of this league has ever been able to do.
2: Something else I like about that play in particular, by the way, I think the next gen stats uh, number on that was he ran uh, (laughs) 39.5 yards before he threw it, which brings to mind the 479 yards or whatever it was. He ran around behind the line of scrimmage in the uh, uh, ill-fated 31 to nine loss here in the, in the Super Bowl, And it, it's, so maybe it's a little apt that there's a little serpentining uh, for, for the greater good here for the chiefs.
0: So Jesse mentioned uh, backyard football. I, I got to give Chris Collinsworth credit tonight. He had a great uh, note and people who watch the game know what I'm talking about on the, you know, on the touchdown pass to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Collinsworth said, it's like a father playing with kids, um, <laughs> you know, you, just dad dominating and, you know, juking his kids and, and, uh, and ends up, you know, scoring the touchdown. I, I thought that was a pretty apt uh, comparison. Um, so Victor says uh, he's walking around the streets of Breckenridge, Colorado, and in the last few days he's worn Chiefs jerseys and Broncos jerseys there, and I guess especially after today since – um since uh Broncos lost to the Raiders. And Dan, we don't we don't often do this, but Dan wants to know who's gonna win between the Chiefs and the Raiders next Monday night. The reason I bring that up is tonight I had the Bucks beating the Chiefs in a low scoring game. So I was dead on this one. Uh Chiefs won a high scoring game. So uh how about uh, very first thoughts on Chiefs Raiders next week. Herbie, did you get to see any of the uh, Broncos Raiders today?
3: I, I did watch some of it up uh, in the press box TV, but the, I, there's just no way. Yeah, I think last week we, we just last week's loss against the Colts. It was a head scratcher. And, then you know, the, the team we saw today is the, the Chiefs team. We thought they were going to be coming in here. And they did it against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road. And, and they're, now they're going back home to G.E.H.A. Field at Arrowhead Stadium. So I, I just cannot see them losing that game to the Raiders. I, I can't either.
0: No, no, I, I can't either.
4: No, yeah, the, me neither. The, the yep. raw math is going to say that Chiefs are a nine-point favorite, ten-point favorite in that one. I mean, they're not going to hurt themselves with this performance. They're going to be up there with the Bills as one of the top two teams uh, that that people are betting on uh, and figuring are the best two teams in the NFL. So. I mean, nine or ten points, that's a lot of room for error, a lot of margin for error to potentially have a down game and still win. And that's the underrated story of the season, I think, for the Chiefs. Not only have they had games like this game, the Arizona game, where they look like one of the best teams in the NFL, but the AFC West is not what we thought. So, I mean, you win this game against the Raiders, you go to 2-0 and in the AFC West, you have a win over the Chargers, and the Chargers are all beat up. Uh, the Broncos lost today to the Raiders, which was a great result for the Chiefs, at least how the season started. All of a sudden, this thing is really shaping up for the Chiefs to win another AFC West and be in uh, the driver's seat already at this early point in the season.
0: I like, even though I told you earlier, I didn't like the Mahomes, <laughs> Mahomes interception. I like the fact that he went to 3-3 three and three lifetime against Tom Brady. And I think that there are only two or three other quarterbacks that have had as many wins or more wins uh, in a head-to-head matchup against Tom Brady. And uh, I think that's that's cool for Mahomes to not have a losing record against uh, the seven-time Super Bowl winning champ. And here's here's your homework assignment. Um, find out how many consecutive victories the Chiefs have against NFC teams in the regular season. Um, I think I know the last time they lost to one, and it hasn't been recently. So uh, the The last time they actually lost to an NFC team was on the field where you are, but that was in the Super Bowl. But in the regular season, um, it's been quite a while since they've lost to an NFC team. And with that, with that, you guys have more work to do and sleep to get, and we all do. So I thank you so much for uh, spending time with us tonight. And we'll be back at it on Thursday, talking Chiefs. And setting up the Monday night game against the El- the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't think we call them the Oakland Raiders at Las Vegas, but um, uh, but we'll be talking we'll be talking Chiefs Raiders on Thursday. Hope you join us then, Monty. You can take us out. Thank you so much for your work tonight. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our SportsBeat KC production crew of Monty Davis, Randy Mason, George Howard and Jeff Rosen. A tip of the cap to Herbie Teope, Jesse Newell, Vahe Gregorian, and Sam McDowell for sharing their insights. Morning Sports Edition is 61 pages today, loaded with coverage of the Chiefs, the NFL, Major League Baseball, auto racing, college football, everything that happened in sports on Sunday. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sportsbeat KC.